little bit. Um, Proverbs 31. What we've what we've learned so far. So what we've learned about the Proverbs 31 woman, and that is the woman whose worth is far above rubies. We've learned that her husband safely trusts her. We've learned that her friends and her coworkers and her family can safely trust her. So she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She keeps short accounts of wrongs, so she forgives easily. She guards her mouth and is careful what she says. And remember, we talked about also on the social media um, arena that we're careful what we say there. She doesn't spend money foolishly. She willingly works with her hands. And we talked about that last week about how the Proverbs 31 woman willingly works with her hands. Nobody's forcing her to do it. She's doing it gladly and um, of her own free will. She works with her hands to know her God more. So she's turning the pages of her Bible. She's looking up scripture. She's, she's searching what God has for her in the word. And she's doing that with her own hands. She provides food for her family and beyond. And we talked about how, um, that can be a little, a little challenging if you're working outside the home. And, and I was just thinking about that today. I was, I was, um, you know, remember last week I said, you know, it usually starts off as a whisper in the morning. What are you going to make for dinner? What are you, and then like at lunchtime, it's like, what's for dinner? And then by now it's like, what's for dinner? And it's like, oh, I don't know. And so, um, so we just need to, we just really need to pray for God to, to, to help us in that area and, and, there's some ways that we can be creative in doing that. But the, the Proverbs 31 woman, she provides food for her family and beyond. So that means, you know, if there's a sick friend or somebody who's just had a baby or provides food for her family and beyond. And she brings money into the home. So, you know, even if you have small children at home there's and you're staying home with them, there's ways to do that. And you can be creative and ask the Lord how to do that. She takes care of her children. She is not idle. She's busy. And last week, I, um, I used the quote that when we are, when we have nothing to do, the devil will give us something to do. And I started thinking about that. I was talking to some other people about some of the things that the devil gives us to do when we, um, have nothing to do or we allow ourselves to have nothing to do. You know, one of the things that he does is he messes with our minds, you know, and as women, we tend to, I know myself, I, I'm, you know, things just go, woo, you know, that brain, if you, you know, but the Bible says, you know, to take every thought captive for the glory of God, also to think on things above. And so um, if you're doing that and you're not allowing the, you know, the devil into that idle time, it's, it's wise. Um, the devil also, he'll put ungodly people and circumstances in front of us so that we're doing things that, you know, there's, so, I talk to people sometimes that say, I never thought, I, I just, I did this and I never thought I would do it. And so, um, another thing that he does is he makes us discontent with the life that God has given us. You start, you start thinking about, um, other things. And so, um, the, the wise woman, the Proverbs 31 woman is busy. She's not idle. She has taken time to build godly character. Proverbs 14.1 says the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish 
tears hers down. She's, she's guided by her flesh, the foolish woman. And we've talked a lot about that in these last few weeks about how there's, there's that, that foolish woman and the, the wise woman that Proverbs 31 talks about. The wise woman, again in Proverbs 14.1, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. Which do you want to be? Do you want to be the wise or the foolish? Do you want to be guided by the flesh or do you want to be guided by the Lord? The wise woman, if she allows the Lord to guide her, she'll be a builder and not a destroyer. And I think that we can all, we all know the difference. You know, we can see that in, in every day. We can see women that are wise that have built their homes. And it's not, it's not about who lives in that home with you and what they're doing, but it's about what God is guiding you to do and what, and that you are in the word and you're listening to God. Uh, the wise woman, um, even if there's no, if you don't have any children in your home or a husband, we can be a builder in our family, you know, if, with our with our parents, with our brothers, our sisters, uh, uncles, aunts. And even if there isn't um, extended family around you, we have our church family. We have our church family that we can be builders in. We can, we can encourage each other. But again, we can also be, um, we can also tear down can't we? So which one do you want to be? Do you want to be the builder or do you want to be the foolish? And I think just because you're here, you're, you're wise, you want to be the wise woman. The wise woman fears the Lord. Psalm 111.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding because she fears the Lord, she obeys him. And that word obey, um, there's, there's some, I'm, I'm just going to kind of read a little bit about what um, obedience is. Biblical obedience is, um, is, we call it first time obedience in our home. You, it's, it's not delayed. Delayed obedience is, is disobedience. Partial obedience is disobedience. Um, doing what God asks with complaining is disobedience. So the wise woman, the, the, the wise woman that fears the Lord, in her life the fear of the Lord is by instant, joyful, and whole obedience. What, what is it that the Lord asks us to do? Um, and sometimes it's a little difficult. Sometimes it's just as easy as being kind. You know, the Lord asks us as Christians to be kind one to another, um, to be helpful, like we learned last week, that we, that we work willingly with our hands to be helpful with, to each other, um, that we are builders and not terrors down. Those are some things that are, you know, that just come quick to mind, but there's other things that the Lord asks us to do that, um, that aren't as, as, as evident like that. And I was thinking about some of the things that the Lord had asked me to do. And one of them, back when, um, when uh, my husband was an assistant pastor, my pastor's wife, we were getting ready for a, a women's conference, and she would have the assistant pastor's wives do different things and uh, to help with the conference. And so she came to me one Sunday, and she said, um, I'm praying for you for something real special for you for the conference. And I was like, okay, neat, you know, thank you. And so about a week later, she came back, and she said, um, Okay, so I've been praying, and I feel like this is what the Lord is asking you to do. She said, I, I, 
And I had this list, so she had this paper in her hand, and she said, I think you need to lead worship. And she handed me this paper with some songs and some names of people to help me. And she turned around and walked away. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, what? Are you kidding me? No way. I, and so I thought, so I, you know, I, I was just like in a panic. I was just like, there's no way. There's no way I can do this. So drove home. And the whole time I'm thinking, I just have to call her and tell her I can't do this. Well, as I started thinking about that, I thought, okay, she told me she prayed about it. So I'm going to have to tell her, you know, my husband is an assistant pastor. I'm an assistant pastor's wife. I have to at least tell her I prayed about it, right? So I was like, okay, I need to, I need to pray about this. So I could tell her I prayed about it. So as I started praying about it, um, I felt like the Lord is telling me that I needed to do it. And I was just like, no, Lord, please, please not lead worship. I'll do anything. I'll carry luggage. I'll make beds, anything, anything. I'll write name tags. Please, I can't do this. And I felt like the Lord is saying, you need to lead worship. And I was just, I mean, freaking out. And I was telling the Lord no. And I was trying to figure a way to tell my pastor's wife, you know, and, and I love her. I was just like, I need to tell her I cannot do this. And so I'm just like, arguing with the Lord. Well, during this time, she had gone out of town. So I had a couple of weeks that I was kind of going back and forth with the Lord. And, and I was going, Lord, I'll die. I'll just die if you make me do this. And the Lord is like, yep, you need to die. You need to die to yourself and rely on me. And I'm telling you that time, there were times we'd get together to practice worship and we would just cry. There was no songs. There was no practice. All of us that were doing it, we would just cry. But it turned out to be just a real sweet time. And um, that was one thing. Another thing that the Lord has asked me to do is is this. Um, when my husband was first uh, called into the ministry, I told him, I will do whatever you need me to do. I'll do children's ministry. I'll cook. I'll clean. Whatever. But I'm not going to talk. I was like, I'm not talking. And he was just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't have to. And so... Um, here I am. The, the Lord asked me to talk. So here I am. But um, again, being obedient to the Lord, is it's a joy. It's a joy to do what God has called you to do. And there's times where it is just like, Lord, I'll die if I have to do this. And it's most of the time it is a dying to self. He'll ask. I know in my life anyway, he's asked me to do things that's a stretch. You know, how, how, um, how much do you have to depend on the Lord if you're doing stuff that comes easy? I mean, carrying luggage, making beds, I can do that, you know, but stand, digging in the word, praying over it every week, um, it's, it's a stretch. You know, leading worship, it's a stretch. And there's things that the Lord is asking you to do that's, that's a stretch. So um, because she fears the Lord, she makes it easy for her husband, for her children, for her coworkers, for her parents, for her friends. She's not arguing. She's not fighting. She's not backbiting. She's not um, self-willed. She's making it easy for her, for her uh, family and those around her. She's a woman of character, um, substance and character. First Thessalonians 5, 3, 4 says, The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. That's Thessalonians 5.24. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. It's not you. It's not me. Proverbs 31.21. That's what we're looking at today. So let's go ahead and look at that. Proverbs 31.21 says, When it snows, she has no fear for her household. 
for all of them are clothed in scarlet. When you read through, or when I read through Proverbs 31, you know, all the times you read through it, and it says she has no fear of snow because for her household because all of them are clothed in scarlet. How many times do you think of that and you think, okay, she either goes out and buys red clothes for her family or she buys red fabric and she sews, you know, she makes red clothes for her family. How many of you thought about that? That that's, that's what it is. It's about clothes. Okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to learn about that. This is, this is really cool. So says, um, when it snows, she has no fear for her household for all of them are clothed in scarlet. So she's not afraid of snow. Snow in this part of Proverbs was used, um, as a, as a, in the, in the health and well-being of her family. Snow is feared. And we can see why. Snow is an, an enemy. It can be deadly if you are not properly prepared. And especially at the time that this was written, um, you know, we didn't have the central uh, central heat. You couldn't just go down to, um, you know, Academy or Walmart and buy warm coats and, and shoes. So, you know, snow is an enemy, and it, and it was feared. It could be deadly if you were not properly prepared. And spiritually speaking, there are things in our lives as women that can be deadly if you're not properly prepared. Sin is, is one of them. Um, the attacks of the enemy, again, is another. So um, just like snow is an enemy and it was feared, um, spiritually speaking, there is nothing to fear for the family of the wise woman that fears the Lord because she has taken refuge in the blood of Jesus. Isn't that sweet? They're clothed in scarlet. So again, do you think that we're talking about clothes? You know, God is a God of details, and he, he's concerned about every aspect of our life, but not so much the color of your clothes as, the relation, as your relationship with Jesus and what you do with Jesus as women in your family as well. In Scripture, to be clothed in something means that a powerful covering of spiritual protection has been placed over somebody. They are shielded, protected, and screened. They're enclosed. So to be clothed means a powerful covering of spiritual protection has been placed over somebody. They're shielded, protected, screened, and enclosed. We're living in desperate times. Our families are under attack. We are under attack. Our neighbors are under attack. Our friends are under attack. And the women in this room, the women in this room have the potential to change the world for the, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we can't do that if we're not first, first truly changed by that, by that power of Jesus Christ. And so that's what the far above rubies, um, is really about. It's about knowing that power, and it's about having that in our lives. Um, again, to be clothed in something means that it's a powerful covering of spiritual protection. And Proverbs 31 says that she is not afraid because her family is clothed in scarlet. So the word scarlet occurs 52 times in the King James, King James Bible, and it's commonly found in the clothes of those that served in the temple. 
The color is, to, is believed to retain heat. It's the color of wealth and the color of power. It's also the color of rubies. Isn't that cool? Um, warriors were clothed, and their, their clothes were covered in scarlet. Uh, Nahum, twen- two, uh, Nahum chapter 2, verse 3 says, The shields of the soldiers are red. The warriors are clad in scarlet. We're warriors for our family. When you are covering your family in prayer, you're warriors for your family. And it says here that the shields of the soldiers are red. The warriors are clad in scarlet. And when you are on your knees before the Lord and and fighting those battles, you are a warrior and you're covered in scarlet, in the scarlet blood of Jesus. The early Christian church adopted the color scarlet and it was worn by kings and, and the wealthy, because of its high price, it was very, very costly, very expensive. Venetian scarlet cost as much as 10 times more than cloth-colored blue. And that was also pretty expensive. So it was 10 times more. Um, it's not easily washed out. It's very durable. Again, it was, it was believed to retain heat. And again, the details... Um, the details are important, and your life are important to God, but not so much as what you do with Jesus. Scarlet indicates a blood sacrifice, a blood sacrifice. So when Proverbs 31 says that she clothes her family in scarlet, that is a reference to the blood sacrifice and the high price that was paid by Jesus for that sacrifice and for the protection that we have through the blood of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. So without the shedding of blood, without Jesus shedding his blood, you have no protection from the consequences of sin. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Jesus' blood is priceless, just like the scarlet cloth. And we need to really hold on to that message. It's, it's really a message of the covering and protection through the blood of Jesus. The, the Proverbs 31 woman, the wise woman, covers her family with the blood of Jesus. The woman whose worth is far above rubies trusts in the saving power of Jesus for her families. And we can see in our families, again, it could be, the family that and the household that you live in, whether you have children, a husband, you know, or not, we again we have the family of God, and we are we are warriors in this family of God, and we trust in the saving power of Jesus for our family. She doesn't fear because Jesus covers her family. Romans chapter five, verse ten says, "For if while we were God's enemies." We were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? I'm going to read that again. Um, Romans 5, 10 says, For if while we were, I'm sorry, for, for if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, Shall we be saved through his life? God saved his enemies. Think about it. 
Jesus went to the cross. He took a beating and he went to the cross while you were still his enemy, while I was still his enemy. What would God who saves his enemies do for those he now calls his daughters? If he saved his enemies, what would he do for you that he now calls his daughters? You that calls on him to cover your family with the blood of Jesus, what would he do? What would he do for those that he calls his daughters? Verse 21 and Proverbs 31 says, When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. It can be a scary thing when... As a, as a woman, when um, you are, are at war for your family, for our teenagers, for our, our babies, there's, there's a battle out there. I'm telling you, every single day, if you read the news, we can see how the family is under attack. Um, I don't need to tell you if you see anything on, on the internet, on the news, just the, the way that our families are under attack, our babies, our kids in schools. Um, they're teaching our children that, that, uh, you know, it's, 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 um, stupid to believe in God. We, we can't even say in our public schools, we can't, unless a child asks, the teachers can't talk about the Lord. Um, they're being taught that what, what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. And so there's a battle. There's a battle for our kids, our teenagers are, there's, I've, I've never heard of so many teenagers that are, um, they're dying, and they're dying at their own hands because of just being hopeless. And so there's a battle out there. And whether or not you have kids in your home, whether or not you, again, whether or not you have a husband, you have friends, you have families that you can cover with the blood of, of Jesus. Um, it says here in verse 21 that when it snows, she has no fear for her household and remember, snow was considered an enemy. Again, there are so many enemies in, in the Christian woman's life. Um, there's, again, there's our own thoughts. You know, there's our thoughts that tell us that what God, where God has us in our families or in our life right now is not enough. And it's, it's far above enough if God has called you there. Um, and, when you're covering your thoughts by the blood of Jesus, there's no fear of that. Um, there's enemies in our, in, in our, um, and again, in our schools, in our, in just in society, telling us that we're not good enough unless we look a certain way, unless we dress a certain way. So then what do we do? We strive for that. We strive to, to look and to be instead of striving for what God has called us to be. And the wise woman covers that with the blood of Jesus for herself and for her family. Again, whether you're married or not, whether you have children or not, it is the wise woman that knows that Jesus covers her family by the blood of Jesus. Our theme scripture is, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? And it's it's, I, I don't think it's by accident that the, the rubies are the color of scarlet. And where, where the scripture says right here 
that she clothes her family in scarlet. Who can find a virtuous woman for her, her price is far above rubies. Proverbs 31.10 is what that is. Have we, have we memorized that? Yeah? All right. And, memorize, and our memory verse is, Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Pro, and that's Proverbs 31.30. So looking back at, um, at, the beginning, at the beginning of our study where we talked about how how they're, uh, what Proverbs are is it's, it's a lot of little sayings that mean one thing. And when, again, when I first would read through this and it, and she's not afraid of snow because she clothes her family in scarlet, it's easy to think, okay, clothes. It's, it's red clothes. It's red fabric. It's the blood of Jesus. She clothes her family in the blood of Jesus and she covers her family with the blood of Jesus. What a privilege it is for us as women to cover our families with the blood, with the blood of Jesus. And there's so many songs that have that. Um, there is power. There is power, wonder-working power. Remember those old songs? In the blood, the blood of the lamb. Um, and then there's the other one that says, oh, the blood of Jesus. Um, there's just, there's just uh, power in that, in that blood and in that name. And, you know, there's so much power that in today's world, if you are to talk about the blood of Jesus, it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon to talk about Jesus. It's frowned upon to talk about the blood of Jesus because of the power in that blood. And I would just encourage you ladies to, to, to do it, to cover your families, to cover yourself in that blood of Jesus, to claim the blood of Jesus on your lives. The enemy has no authority over you. God has the authority in your life. And if you're a believer you have that covering. You are covered and you are clothed in scarlet. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord. We thank you that you are awesome again and you're mighty. And thank you that you love us. Thank you that there is power in your blood, Lord. I just, Lord, I just um, am so in awe of what you can do with a woman that covers her family, that covers the family of God. In your blood, Lord, I'm, I thank you for the ladies that are here. Lord, I pray that you give them opportunities and that you bring to remembrance this week that, that there is power. There's power in, in your blood. Lord, there is nothing to fear. Um, there's no enemy to fear when we are covered in your blood, that there, nothing has authority in our lives when you cover us, Lord. And Lord, we thank you and we remember that it was a high price that was paid for us to be clothed in that scarlet. It's priceless and it's, and it's available for us. And, and Lord, we don't deserve it, but Lord, we receive it. And we willingly give it to our families and cover our families with that scarlet. In Jesus' name, amen.